0: Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. You're about to hear the Serving Today programme, which is for pastors and church leaders. This episode was recorded with the late Phil Crowter back in the early 2000s, before he went to glory.
1: Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for leaders in the Church of Christ. I'm Derek French and it's good to be with you once more. Jesus is coming again. Phil Crowder takes us to the heart of Mark chapter 13. We come today to verses 24 to 31 in Mark chapter 13, which, as I just said, is at the very heart of this chapter. Phil Crowder is helping us as usual, so Phil, I'm almost sure what you're going to call this sermon, but I'll let you tell us. Jesus, will come back. Yes, that's a lovely thought too, isn't it?
2: Well, it is, if we're ready for him.
1: Yes, indeed, and that's the emphasis, of course, of what... Uh, The whole of Mark 13 has been telling us, isn't it, really? So what about sort of background information here that we need to be aware of?
2: As we've seen, Jesus wants his disciples to be ready for the terrible events of the year 70. And he wants all Christians to be ready for the end of the world. Those two events are in this chapter. We mustn't be too afraid when terrible things happen. They do not mean that the end of the world has come. And we must not believe people who say things like that. Instead, we must keep on with our Christian lives. We must trust Jesus. So how do we know when Jesus will come back? Jesus now tells us what will happen. And Derek will read verses 24 to 31. But
1: in those days, Jesus said, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time men will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. He will send his angels to gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender, its leaves come out. You know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away.
2: Again there are some difficult verses to look at here. Verses 24 and 25, Jesus is quoting from the Old Testament and it talks about when the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Now this shows that when Jesus comes, he'll come to judge. And if you look up the verses in the Old Testament, you'll see that the prophet says that God will come like this and they say that he will come to judge. For example, let's read Isaiah chapter 13, verses 9 to 11.
1: See, the day of the Lord is coming. A cruel day with wrath and fierce anger to make the land desolate and destroy the sinners within it. The stars of heaven and their constellations will not show their light. The rising sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. I will punish the world for its evil, the wicked for their sins. I'll put an end to the arrogance of the haughty and will humble the pride of the ruthless.
2: Thank you. And then verse 26 This is rather like Daniel 7 verses 13 and 14. Let me just read verse 36. At that time men will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And Daniel talks about this in Daniel 7 verses 13 to 14. Daniel writes,
1: In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory and sovereign power. All peoples, nations and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away and his kingdom is one that will never be
2: destroyed. So you see Jesus is the son of man that Daniel talks of. Jesus will come as the king and judge and everyone will bow and worship him. And then Jesus says in verse 30 that this generation will certainly not pass until all these things have happened. Jesus promises that these things will happen soon. The disciples will still be alive. So therefore Jesus must mean in this verse all the events of the first judgment in the year 70. This time of great trouble will come soon and he wants his people to be ready for it. But, of course, we're still waiting for the second judgment, the judgment that comes at the end of the world.
1: Yes, thanks for explaining that, Phil, because these two things overlap, don't they, in Mark's Gospel, in Mark 13, and it's not always easy for us to discern which is referring to which event. That's exactly right. Yeah, Yeah. Okay, coming to our sermon then, what is the main point we need to make?
2: Jesus has promised he will come back. And as we think about our sermon, it is hard, isn't it, to believe that Jesus may come soon. To us it feels as though he'll he'll never come, and we imagine perhaps that we'll die first. But even if we do die, we still need to be ready for him. And another thing about this is that the devil wants us to forget that Jesus will come back. He wants us to get on with our lives now, to busy ourselves with the things of this world. So how can you help your people to remember that Jesus is coming and he may come soon?
1: Yes, that's quite a challenge for us, isn't it? And something we we need to do regularly, don't we?
2: I think every day we need to think about Jesus, what he has done. He's died and risen again And we need to think about what he's promised to do, that he will come soon. So we we live every day thinking about the past and the future. And that's how to get on with life in the present.
1: Well, let's come to the sermon itself now. What headings do you suggest we have?
2: Jesus will return. That's the first heading. Think about it. Jesus will come back. What do you think about that? are you perhaps frightened? Do you want him to come soon? Two things I want to mention. First, he will come back to judge the world. Verses 24 to 26 are really quite frightening.
1: Yes, I notice as we read them, they are, aren't they? They're solemn verses.
2: We we can't imagine what it will be like, The, the sun darkened, stars falling from the sky. And then the Son of Man coming with great power and glory. Jesus will return to judge the world. And he will come this time with all his power and glory. Not like he came the first time. And then everyone will know that Jesus is king. Everyone will fall on their knees to to worship him, we read elsewhere in the New Testament. And then it will be too late to ask Jesus to forgive us. And you might like to read with your people Revelation 6 verses 12 to 17, a very serious and searching part of the Bible. But the challenge for us is this, are you ready for that day? Perhaps you need to ask Jesus now to forgive you, to serve him now as your king, because then you'll be ready for him when he does come. So Jesus will return to judge the world. But secondly, he will come back for his people. Verses 26 to 27. It says he will send his angels and gather his elect, his chosen people from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heaven. If you know Jesus, you don't need to be afraid at all. He hasn't come to punish you. He will come for his chosen people, his elect. He will take them home with him. Perhaps you can illustrate this. What do you look forward to? And perhaps people have different ideas. Uh, They might look forward to a, a birthday or a visit of a friend. And how do you feel about when you think about it? You imagine them coming. You're excited, aren't you, as you look forward to it. But this is so much better than that. Your best friend ever is coming. Think about it. Deliberately spend time looking forward to that great day and pray for Jesus to come.
1: Yes, it is a day, as you say, to to really look forward to and prepare for and to anticipate with thankfulness, isn't it? It is. Yes, he's coming as our saviour. Well, that's your first main point. Then Jesus will return. What's your
2: second point? Learn from the fig tree. That's what Jesus wants us to do from verses 28 to 31. Could we read those verses again?
1: And Jesus said, now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away.
2: So, what do people say when fig trees start to grow leaves? The fig tree doesn't lie. The leaves mean that summer is on its way, summer will soon come. We don't know when Jesus will come back. Jesus has said that in verse 32. However, we can tell when things start to change. And Jesus wants us to watch out. He wants us to be ready. It will be like it was for the first Christians before Jerusalem was destroyed in the year 70. Christians will begin to suffer more. False teachers will say many strange things. They will do miracles and people will follow them. And it's then that we know that Jesus will come soon. In our previous studies, we've We've seen that disasters are going to happen and when disasters happen sometimes people think that oh, the the end of the world is coming. But that's wrong. Jesus says what we need to look for are these things. The Christians will suffer more and false teachers will say these many strange things and do miracles. It's then that we need to look for Jesus to come. And do remember that Jesus doesn't lie. Verse 31 heaven and earth will pass away but my words will never pass away. So we may think that Jesus will never come but he certainly will and here you could talk about the flood because people then were saying oh it won't happen, no one believed Noah but the judgment came and the people were not ready. 2 Peter 3 verses 3 to 9 talks about this and it helps us to see why Jesus has been such a long time. It's because of his patience. He's not willing for people to perish, but that everyone should come to repentance.
1: Yes, I think the illustration of Noah is is both lovely and heartwarming and encouraging for the believer, as it is as solemn for the unbeliever. I think those lovely words in Genesis about Noah and his family, the Lord shut him in into the ark and he was safe and secure and the believer in Christ will be secure on this great day but of course everybody else was shut out and they faced the awful judgement of God that's right and that sombre note must stimulate us to lovingly yet passionately warn unbelievers of their need to flee to Christ before it is too late may the Lord help us to do just that this is Derek French saying goodbye and I look
0: forward to your company
1: in our next edition of Serving Today well,
0: thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission Radio Team. To get in touch with us, you can send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. That's plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. Or email us, the address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Until next time, goodbye.